0: Welcome to the Natural Skin Biz Program, where we discuss all things plants, people, and skin. This is the very first episode of Many to Come, because so many of you have been kind over the years and said, Lynn, I could listen to you all day. Really? I don't know. I'm just trying to keep your mind busy while I am performing body sugaring. For those of you that don't know what body sugaring is, that is the forerunner to waxing. And it's a much more natural process, but it is one that removes hair from the skin. So as you can imagine, it's not the most enjoyable experience, but I do what I can. So partly what I do is I distract and try to be as informative as possible. And after hearing so many requests to learn more, and I can't wait to learn more about skin, plants, and people at my appointment, I decided, well, what if I do a podcast? Because that's not so painful. Hopefully. I know, maybe you're listening to me, and by now you're thinking, I don't know, she's two minutes in, and I'm feeling the pain. Hopefully not. So with no further ado, let's continue on. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, because this is the first time, my name is Lynn. I'm an ethnobiologist, licensed esthetician, and the owner of Genesis Studio Spa in beautiful downtown Waterloo, Iowa. The title of this first episode is Branding for Success, because the foundation for long-term success is effectively communicating who you are, and what you do. Med spas are popping up everywhere, so it's vital you communicate as a natural skincare business. You need to communicate, educate, and replicate your brand of natural skincare. And today, I'm going to try my best to help you with that. So by the end of this episode, you'll understand what branding means and how to use it to build a successful career in natural skincare. You may be asking yourself, what exactly is branding? branding. Why is branding so important? Do I really need to spend time on this to do well in natural skincare? And how do I get started? To answer these questions, I'll be covering what branding means, why it is a key component in your career, whether you're a business owner or an individual professional, and how to use branding to your advantage. I'll explain step by step how to create your personal brand. So by the end of this episode, you'll know how to design your own unique brand and implement it in ways that tells the world who you are, what to expect, and why they should come to you for skincare. So grab your paper or tech tablet and let's get started. What exactly is branding? The Cambridge Dictionary defines it as the act of connecting a product with a particular name, symbol, or features and ideas to make it recognizable. The American Marketing Association goes even further by stating, a brand is a name, term, design, symbol, or any other feature that identifies one seller's good or service as distinct from those of other sellers. According to Britannica Encyclopedia, the term brand originates from the Middle English word for torch and the Old English verb meaning to burn, as well as from the historic practice of identifying goods with the mark of a firebrand, later a hot or cold iron. Hot iron branding of candle was a common practice dating back to ancient Egypt. Even slaves and criminals were branded for purposes of identification and punishment ended as far back as 6,000 years in ancient Egypt, 5,000 years ago with Chinese pottery to identify the potter. And in 1266, the English parliament enacted a law requiring bakers to mark loaves of bread made for sale. Hmm, interesting. From there, branding really took off with courts demanding businesses and individuals to mark their products with identifying marks. And that gave rise to the logo, symbols, stylized text, colors themes that we know today. Think of Nike, or how about Gap, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Apple, IBM, and other companies whose brand is iconic and seared into our minds simply by a single feature. Branding is how a company stands out so it's recognized by others. Britannica also states that, quote, Brands offer consumers a means of expressing themselves privately and publicly. Whereas early advertising simply promoted the product, sophisticated marketers realized that they could build stronger emotional connections if they focused on what their brand said about users of their product. That last statement is important to remember. It's not about you. It's about your clients. While you may like Andy Warhol prints of eucalyptus splattered about the spa, clients might not find that natural or relaxing, especially the colors of magenta, lime green, and black. This episode will help you find the best blend of what you and your clients find natural, enjoyable, and reflective of you. With so many med spas popping up on almost every street corner, The prevalence of pharmaceutical quick fixes advertised throughout mainstream and live stream media, it is critical that you not only stand out, but effectively communicate your natural alternative. Over and over. The right branding will give you the bullhorn you need to have people pay attention to your message. So to answer our third question as to whether or not it's worth your time to work on one, the answer is absolutely absolutely. Crafting your message to potential clients takes time for consideration, construction, and implementation. It starts with knowing what kind of skincare professional you are. You're listening to this podcast, so likely you're an esthetician or similar skincare professional that wants to use natural skincare treatments and or products. That's a starting point. But to design an effective branding campaign, it's enough in my 30 plus years as a business owner and nearly 40 years working with companies that earned a few thousand to several millions, those that work in a niche market tend to do the best. What is a niche market? According to Shopify. Shopify.in quote, a niche market is a segment of a larger market that can be defined by its own unique needs, preferences, or identity that makes it different. The market at large. Natural skincare is a niche within the skincare industry. Niche markets focus on specific areas of a larger general industry. To create your personalized brand, you will need to describe who you are and who do you like to service as accurately and as specifically as possible. Hopefully, these two areas match. For example. Let's say you're an esthetician who loves forest settings, wants to carry pine and cedar-based oils and skincare products, but you want to provide microderms. That could be a problem. Microdermabrasion, though a useful service for achieving certain results, it isn't natural. The branding model in this case, if you insist on having both a forest theme and microderms, would need to focus on microdermabrasion within a comfortable setting of nature. This might have people who are looking for a natural skincare spa wonder just how natural the spa really is if they're using modern machinery. In this example, the people you would attract are those that are specifically wanting the microderms. The forest setting would be a nice feature to make the experience more relaxing and perhaps more inviting versus a sterile setting reminiscent of a med spa. This example is to point out how vital it is to take the time to think through exactly what kind of skincare professional you are so that when you know who you are and what you do, You'll design your branding to convey that to the public in a manner that draws attention to you and your services. I've seen several spa salons try the opposite approach of advertising they're a natural spa salon, but then they offer services like sensory deprivation, Botox, and injections they claim are natural because of the ingredients. Injections aren't natural, unless you're a wasp defending your nest. The result is confusion on their branding that, in turn, results in fewer leads, clicks, calls, visits, and in short, less business. The most successful professionals see what they have to offer as filling an untapped market, a niche market. So let's take our first step in building your brand by determining who you are and what you do. Step one, identify what kind of skincare professional you are and choose a service or services you'll provide. Are you an esthetician, cosmetologist, nail tech, massage therapist? Some of you may be thinking, wait, a nail tech? How can you possibly be a nail tech and work with natural skincare? There are actually many nail care products that are based on natural ingredients, using argan, avocado oils, essential oils, and other ingredients that are from nature. What if you offered only natural manicures and pedicures? Sold nail care products that are free from acetone, alcohol, formaldehyde, and other undesirable ingredients. Not male nail salons offer completely natural nail care services, but what if you did? you'd be servicing a very targeted niche market. It would be a challenge to break through, but with the right bullhorn, so to speak, of branding, your odds of having a higher level repeat business would be greater than a traditional nail salon because there are so many of those that offer basically the same type of services and products, but very few are around that offer a natural alternative. If you're a nail tech listening, I hope you have that aha moment. And tell those naysayers, see, I'm not so crazy for opening up an all-natural nail salon. My oldest daughter was a cosmetologist who wanted to open a salon that offered only botanical hair care. She found many products, and some that were so natural that when the container was empty, you could plant it in the ground and grow a tree. <laughs> Massage therapists, you probably already are acquainted with oils that are 100% organic, fair trade, certified to be safe on land and sea, and opposed to chemical or petroleum-based lubricants. So part A of step one is branding, to the branding, is knowing exactly what kind of skincare professional you are. Then articulating it effectively. I'll show you how to do that later. I want to touch just a moment on professionalism. Professionalism includes the understanding that in a particular field, we don't have competitors. We have colleagues. Even though we're licensed to do many things, we can't do them all. I want you to underscore that point. When I teach classes on the business of skincare, I go around the room and ask, what's your favorite service? What do you like to do best? Often, someone will say, everything. Well, the problem with that is, if you're too spread out, offering lots of services, you're not going to be very good at any particular one. My suggestion is to offer up to four and no more than five services. Better to excel at a few than to be so so at a lot. In fact, there's an old saying that goes, jack of all trades, but master at none. At our studio spa, I only do body sugaring. My colleague, Jamie, does reflexology, ear candling, and facials. She specializes in gua sha. That's it. Four services. That's all we offer. But our books are full most days. And when there are openings, we utilize that time to focus on other areas of our business and career. We know what kind of professional each of us is and what exactly we offer with no more than four services total. Watch for an upcoming podcast on how to create your own studio spa, a term I coined back in 2013 that I believe is the best model for estheticians who want to come out of the room closet, and you know what I'm talking about, and shine in their own light as a freestanding business. Hey, if you're an esthetician listening to this podcast, I think you know exactly what I mean. You're that service that they tack on just because you are licensed to do certain things and then you wait for those one or two appointments. Wouldn't you love to have your books full and working a full eight-hour day, maybe in just four days or four hours a day, but knowing that your books are full and you have a schedule that that's exactly what I'm looking for looking for. If you're interested, then watch for the upcoming podcast on how to set up your own studio spa. I can tell you it's wonderful and you will be able to step out of that broom closet and be center stage and do exactly what you want to school for, what your passion is driving you to do, and you'll be able to do it on your own and have a very successful career. So watch for that podcast on how to create your own studio spa coming up soon. Okay, back to our step. Step two, emphasize your area of specialty. Even if you do three or four different services, which one do you do the best? That's the one you'll mark as your specialty. Often, it's the one that you love to do the most. But if you don't know what you really like to do best, or I mean, you should know that, but maybe you don't, maybe, I don't know, I like doing all of them. There's a special area that I think your clients will pick up on, so listen to your clients. They'll tell you. They'll rave about how you are so good at always finding the perfect product for the skin, or how your facials made them look and feel like, oh, I feel like a celebrity, or how gentle yet so thorough you are with your sugaring For myself, I do all the organic sugaring services, but I specialize in Brazilians and facial sugaring. Since Brazilians are a very personal service, I mention this through text only and sometimes choose an outline only of a woman posing in a modest manner to convey the idea of a personal hair removal service. My colleague Jamie specializes in gua sha facials, so we sometimes incorporate a gua sha stone in our marketing. People identify Jamie with Gua Sha and myself with sugary. Guess which services we do the most. You got it. Gua Sha and Brazilians. So find that favorite thing you like to do best. If you do more than one service, which is your favorite? And what do you like best about that? Maybe you love working with natural oils like argan, avocado, hemp seed, and other oils. Love getting a facial massage. Emphasize you use only 100% certified organic oils. Whatever it is, find your area of focus. Step three, create your short info intro. You may be familiar with the quote elevator speech, aka the stump speech. This is where we put the first two steps together to articulate your brand. You must be able to share in one to two sentences who you are, what you are, what you do, and what you specialize in when meeting people. Implementing this step will increase your bookings because it opens the door for people to learn about you, your services, where to find you, and how to book with you. It's called an elevator speech because if you were riding an elevator in a high-rise business complex, you should be able to introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself and the time it takes during your elevator ride. So it's a very short, concise speech. You heard part of mine at the beginning of this podcast. The one I use often, especially when we have new clients at work, goes like this. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Lynn. I'm an ethnobiologist and esthetician specializing in plants, people, and skin. That's my elevator intro. It's simple, clear, and to the point. If a person is interested to learn more, they'll ask questions. For example, they may ask, where I work? that's when I will share that I own a studio spa downtown Waterloo, Iowa that focuses on natural skincare. Again, my answers are concise, simple, and to the point. So again, if they're interested to learn more, they'll engage by asking more questions. If I'm at a networking event, after a couple of questions directed to me, that's when I redirect the conversation by asking them, what do they do for a living? What do they like best about it, etc. Then, when we're ready to part. I hand them my business card. And that leads us to step four. Design your visual brand. As the rock group Bread would have sung, a picture paints a thousand words. Bread? Who's Bread? Some of you know who Bread is. Others of you, it's something that's on your sandwich. But it's a great group, love the music, and let's keep moving along. But they're right. Once you're established, you'll use your brand theme across your marketing platform, from business cards and signage to your website, social media, and more. Colors, fonts, textures, icons, graphics, all of these elements come together to communicate who you are, what you do, and what you specialize in in a consistent manner so that by repeated exposure, people will come to recognize your particular color designs and images as you. A good idea is to create a brand board. I use Canva's brand board template. A brand board is where you store your selected colors, fonts, images, and other elements that make up your brand. Start with a theme. What is yours? Is it nature through plants, water, or stones? Or do you want to focus on your specialty service? Your theme provides a sense of the first two steps in a way that stands out in their memory. It's like the sample in the marketplace. When I first opened in 2013, I started in a 300-square-foot room. It was just myself offering four services with sugaring as my specialty. My colors were black and gold to represent elegance with sugaring, but the third color was sage green to represent the botanical aspect of my natural services. In time, GSS, that's the abbreviation we use, GSS evolved, and in June of 2020, I moved to the heart of the downtown into a space that's 900 square feet and allows for retail in a second service area that we transformed into a forest glen, complete with trees. It's pretty cool. There are water fountains and the sound of nature always in the background. The black, gold, sage green no longer reflected our vibe, so our new branding colors are a smoky chocolate, sage green, gray soft beige and white for spring we added a coral peach for a floral contrast we exchanged the plain heavy black elegance to an oyster white minimalist the botanical theme everything from the website to signage business cards and more all reflect the theme of our new brand people tell us they love the vibe and feel so at peace within the natural surrounding so our branding conveys that peaceful natural vibe through the various colors and textures and icons. Many apps for websites, graphic designs, and similar apps have pre-designed color themes, uh, specifically or typically with four colors. Check out some of them for inspiration. Keep in mind that colors help set the mood of your business. Bright and bold colors shout. Paler colors whisper. Herbs are usually green with tiny, subtle flowers. Stones may be gray, brown, or if gua sha, jade green, or rose pink. Your color palette should have one dark color, two medium colors, and a light color. It may be monochromatic, such as dark chocolate, taupe, tan, and ivory, or complementary colors. To get the exact colors for the cross-the-board consistency, copy and paste the hex color code starting with a hashtag followed by six-digit code. Now for a logo. I like the 99designs.com definition that simply states, a logo is a symbol made up of text and images I identify a business. Think of McDonald's, FedEx, UPS, Ford Motors, NASA, just to name a few. Some don't need a title to know who they are, but are as recognizable just by their icon. Think of Nike or Windows software, or how about the Apple logo for the computers? Finding the right image may seem overwhelming. If you're struggling to find the right logo, there are many apps out there that can create logos based upon the information you provide. Remember, a logo represents your company so it is worth the time and energy to carefully craft the right one. You should select at least two, but no more than three fonts. One font should be thin and simple. One should be bold and thick. One should have serifs, the other no serifs. A serif is a small stroke added to a larger stroke in a letter. A plain T is simpler, simply two lines. A T with serifs have short lines at the end of the two main lines that make up the letter. Most older types have serifs. Examples of serifs are Times New Roman, Courier, Palatino, Optima. Fonts with no serifs include Helvetica, Futura, Lucida, and many others. Some fonts have various styles to choose from, such as Helvetica, Helvetica New, including boldface options or light, which describes a very thin font. You can mix and match your options, such as bolder with shrifts and thinner with no shrift. Finally, step five, implement your brand everywhere. Once you're done with step five, you're ready to debut your brand through your website, social media, Google listing, business cards, signage brochures, whatever you can to represent yourself and or your business. Your brand's consistency helps others to readily identify you and recognize you in an otherwise crowded marketplace. You can take your branding a step further by getting creative with business cards. We switched to square ones and added a QR code. The square shape says we're modern and stand out from older styles. Maybe you want to have them printed on textured paper. We decided to splurge and try the new soft faux suede paper. If you're just getting started, don't worry about spending a fortune on fancy business cards. What matters is content. A good design using your branding will etch you and your business into those you meet. Let's recap what we learned today. Branding is how a company stands out so it is recognized by others. Designing your brand takes thoughtful consideration and time. Focus on your specialty. Create your info intro. Choose your colors, icon, fonts to be to reflect what you do and your overall theme. Make a brand board to store your color coding, icons, fonts, etc. Promote your brand online via social media, websites, email, and offline through business cards, brochures, blah, brochures, etc. Boy, I'm just having trouble talking today. <laughs> so there you have it. I've covered what goes into branding and how to create your own. The rest is up to you. Hey, have fun with it. Don't overthink it. Study some examples of other natural spas and businesses with nature by visiting various websites, Taking notes of brick and mortar businesses. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if you see something real like, take notes. Maybe incorporate a little bit in. It's kind of like when you were trying to decide what kind of signature we have. Um, maybe there is something about one person's signature you like, and so you incorporate that into your own. So it's the same thing with your branding. You're going to look for examples and You'll see something you like, take notes. What is it about that you really like? And start working with it. Come up with some ideas. Show them to your friends or family, maybe even clients you know well. I do that, and they give me wonderful feedback. I love what I do, and I love to share new ideas with my clients, my friends, and family. They get excited, and they give me helpful feedback. So some of my best ideas come from clients and, and others that, put in input and suggestions. Your clients are a wealth of information as they share why they come to you. Capitalize on that and incorporate it into your branding. Why reinvent the wheel if you have a secret sauce that's working already? Hey, thanks for listening to the first episode of Natural Skin Biz. I hope this episode was helpful. Subscribe to this podcast for more episodes on business tips, plant resources, and skin, because this is the place where all things, plants, people, and skin are covered. Dream big, work hard, keep the faith, remember, the tallest of trees all began with a single seed. Take care, catch you next time.